the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and today, for two hours, we're going to talk about cars. So if you'd like to join us, you certainly can. 602-508-0960. We're here for two hours, and this is a car show where you can call in and just give us the make, model, and year, and maybe the miles of the car we're talking about. And then from there, we'll decide that we're going to talk about symptoms, and symptoms with respect to exactly what um, you've got you know, problems with, and that will help us out determining what the heck we're talking about. So, 602-508-0960, sitting next to me here on the left. What's your name? I barely made it. Hold on a minute. Let me turn on your microphone. You what? <laughs> I barely made it. That's pretty much the the title of your life. <laughs> hey, I'm here. That's all that counts. No, it, it isn't. Because no. Gil, if you hadn't made it here on time and I was late, then Gil would be using really bad words at you. I know he would. But, right. But he doesn't. He saves those for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if he uses bad words. I don't or not, think so. I mean, probably not. Not that but no one can hear. We can't even. <laughs> you have. <laughs> What'd you say, Gil? Not that no one can hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by SNS Tire and Auto Service. They opened up in 1976. They have three locations to serve you Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. SNS has a complete set of tires in many different brands, in many different sizes. So if you have tires that you need for your farm equipment, your golf equipment, your lawn and garden equipment, your ATVs, trailers, commercial uh, and construction tires, or your normal passenger car or light touch tire, light truck tires they have it all what really makes it nice about SNS is you can go in there and get an out-the-door price for the low tires the medium quality tires and the high quality tires and then you can make your mind up what you want to do that's kind of neat so if you're looking for new tires on anything you own if you visit one of the SNS tire locations in the West Valley you'll get good service and you'll get a menu that few others can actually offer you okay we're going to talk about the one case I've got right now, which is shop number one does an oil change, and it's on a, a turbocharged car. And uh, 3,051 miles later, the car ends up at another shop, which in this case just happens to be a dealer. And the dealer uh, determines that the engine was overfilled with oil. So... Their paperwork says that they found it two quarts over on oil, but they only drained one out. In fact, the car holds four and a half quarts, and the invoice from shop number one says they put in five quarts. So yes, it was overfilled, but it was by a half a quart. 
I didn't even know this car took four and a half quarts. And chances are all of our staff would have put in five too. So they sent the customer back and the inside of the intake and the turbocharger is all filled with oil. So they send the customer back to the first shop. The first shop changes the oil again and puts exactly the amount in. There was some issues with fouled spark plugs, so the shop put in new spark plugs. The car was driven for some period of time, and it still didn't perform right. It went back to the dealer. The dealer did some more. We need to have this done. The car goes back to shop number one, and they do whatever they're told. And they put in a second set of spark plugs. And we're also fouling the spark plugs because we're aspirating a lot of oil. And we also have a check engine light on now, which is number one cylinder is misfiring or not contributing to the power of the engine. So it goes back to the, to the dealer for the third time. And the paperwork says that the, the, warranty, um, the warranty will not cover this. And the warranty, therefore, is void or something like that. And they blame it on this overfilled condition. But inside the paperwork that they provided the customer, they said that the entire intake is full of oil and the turbo. Okay. Now keep in mind, this car went 3,051 miles with this supposed overfilled oil, o overfilled engine. Now, you know that a turbocharger packs air into the engine. Yes. So instead of just a normally aspirated engine just sucks air in. We add a little fuel that goes to the engine and boom, we have an explosion and we have power, right? So a normally aspirated engine is a sucking engine. So it's sucking all the time. Of turbocharged engine, we're actually shoving air down the throat of the motor. So if you take an old fashioned canister vacuum cleaner, on one end, you got a hose that sucks, and on the other end, you got an exit mm -hmm. with air coming out. So if you were to take the suck part and put it over the exit part, that is a turbocharger. So you're sucking, but you're pressurizing it. So one of the concerns I have is, is this vehicle, and it only has like 30,000 miles on it. This vehicle went 3,000 with this supposed oil change, but you can't blow oil upstream okay okay so when the motor's running we have oil pressure and we have the turbo spinning so we're according to them we're blowing oil upstream and we're covering the intake and the turbo so i'm thinking to myself if we when the engine's off then there is no there is no overfilled issue nothing's happening we have no oil pressure we have no turbo spin we have nothing going on. Now, I'm going to ask them how they think that this overfilled condition caused this problem. And now they want to take the engine apart to determine what's wrong with cylinder number one. So this is going to get big and ugly. Meanwhile, the lady who owns the car calls her insurance company. And she says, I don't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. So the insurance company says, well, let's get involved. So then they call Phoenix because they're way back east, and I guess there's some people had nominated me saying he'll he'll do a good job for you. So so in, I look at it and I say we're not doing an engine teardown because number one cylinder has been saturated with oil, so the rings are probably stuck, and we can put a chemical in there and get that. We should be able to get that cylinder back up to par. It has 90 pounds compression. 
All the rest of them have 140. So there's a 50-pound difference. But one is down to 90, but two, three, and four, I'll have 140. But here's the problem. The problem is, is when the turbo goes bad and we force oil to the turbo shaft, the turbo shaft is a shaft that's maybe six inches long, and we're going to lube both ends plus the middle. So because of the, from the turbo all the way through the tube to the mouth of the engine is covered in oil, and we're blowing air through that tube, my question is, is how the heck do we get oil going upwind? Mm -hmm. How do we get oil from this point, which is the mouth of the motor, all the way into the turbo? And the answer is, is because the turbo failed. Mm, I see. The oil's coming from the turbo. So the question kind of is this. The hard part is it's not likely well, there's two possibilities, and I'm going to do an inspection on Monday. And and here's the deal. If the left, I'm going to look at one thing and one thing only, and it's either going to be the left hand, so to speak, says this is, the, this is who's at fault, and the right hand says this is who at fault. There's no question. I'm going to look at one thing, and when I look at this one thing, it's going to tell me whose fault it is. Mm -hmm. So number two then I'll write my report to the insurance company and they can sh they're going to share it, share it with their customer and stuff like that but I wonder to myself is this two young people who have no experience cuz there's a service writer involved and a technician involved at the dealership is this two young people that just simply no don't know the difference and don't know about turbocharged engines and don't know about problems because the way they wrote up their three repair orders is is like, we're walking away from this. This is no warranty. We're not helping you. This is someone else's problem. And this all has to do with this overfilled engine. What they haven't been able to answer, because there's no answer for it, is, is if we overfilled the engine, how the heck did we blow oil upstream in a tornado? And how did the engine aspirate this oil? So, you know, it's... And I know that the answer is probably going to be, well, the PCV valve sucked the oil out of the valve cover and ran it through the engine. I'll accept that. But it's going to go from the PCV valve directly into the intake manifold, and it's not going to go to the turbo compressor side, which is the air going out of the turbo and being stuffed into the engine. So no matter what the situation is, there's no way that oil can go upstream, mm -hmm. especially with the tornado, okay? Okay. So we either have two inexperienced people who simply don't know cars, or worse yet, we have two people that want to put an engine in the car under warranty because business is slow. It's I think I think it's fifty-fifty. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But I think if I had to bet big money, six or seven dollars, I would bet that it's one or the other. And that happens in our industry as well. So the independent market has the same problem. When there's a situation where somebody makes something much bigger than it is, you wonder about their motivation, mm -hmm. and that's an important thing. Yeah. So that's one of the cases that I just got. Refresh my memory on the other one. Oh, I can't even remember right now. Okay. Well, I can remember. It's uh, the accelerator pedal. Oh, yeah. Well, you have several of those because we've yeah. had that. That's kind of been in the news and stuff. So I'm going to drive a car for I don't know how long. I'm going to do 200, 250 miles on it. And I'm prepared for that. Let me ask you a question real quick. If the throttle sticks on your car, 
What do you do? There's only one answer. What do you do? I think you told me to put it in neutral. Period. Yes. Because it, here's the deal. If you shut the engine off, you have no more power steering and power brakes. Right. But if you, if you just shift into neutral, yes, the motor's going to race because the throttle's stuck. But we don't care. If the motor blows up, we don't care. And realistically, from probably 1996 north of there, all the cars have an upper limiter where the computer will not let them completely run wild into the destruction zone. Mm -hmm. So they'll limit the RPM of the engine. So you're driving down the road, maybe you're on a hill and you've pushed it to the floor and you let go of the throttle and the throttle's stuck wide open. So you don't panic and you look for where you're gonna pull off. Then you just slide it into neutral. The motor's gonna race, no one cares. You're gonna steer off to the side of the road. You're gonna have power steering and brakes. You're gonna slow down and you're gonna stop. And at that point, you're gonna turn the key off and you're done okay. and you're safe. And I'm safe. Okay. So that's how so you, you do like me. <laughs> no, you, your car, um, it's, the throttle's going to stick and the brakes are going to fail at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. All righty, 602-508-0960. Steve, when we come back, you're our first caller. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Make plans now for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure to the Holy Land. The Stand with Israel Tour is happening this fall. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on a nine-day trip to Israel that will offer you timely insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. In the context of Jerusalem's 50-year anniversary, experience the Western Wall, modern Tel Aviv, the Dead Sea, and much more, all in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. For trip details, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. Yeah. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. 
Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app, but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today. To hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and my wife, Renee, is sitting here to the left of me, and we're here at your service. 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair. They're at I-17 in Deer Valley. They're a family service, a family-owned and full-service auto repair shop. They've served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. And no matter what your repair needs are, you can visit Tom and his staff, and they're going to guide you the best they can. They may very well send you somewhere else where you're better served, or they might just raise their hand and say, we're really skilled in this repair. Their technicians are ASE master, and they get the job done right. So if you're in that area of I-17 in your Valley, Action Auto Repair is a great place to go. If you don't already have one that you really love, Action Auto Repair, I-17 in your Valley. Steve, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark and Renee. Uh, always uh, interesting to listen to your program. I learn a lot. Uh, I missed the uh, opener from your your tire recommendation, which actually speaks to my particular problem this morning. I have a 2014 Toyota Tundra 4x4. Uh, Only got 11,000 miles on it. Uh, My original equipment tires are beginning to crack and check and uh, right above the rim, right along where the nomenclature is on the tire. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to replace those in pretty short order. Uh, My question was, um, with a P metric on that uh, on that truck as the original equipment tire, um, what about putting an LT uh, tire on there that would be a little more uh, capable in terms of uh, forest road performance and uh, and light towing? You you can do that. First of all, there's two issues here on my plate. Um, if that Tundra's a 14, then let's assume the tires were made in 13 and it took them a year to get to your truck. They were made the, the 23rd, 23rd week of 2014. They were made not quite three years ago. Okay. If you really have cracks um, on what we call the bead ring, then yep. I would go to the manufacturer and see Ar- what they're going to do for you already talked to them, and they are willing to do an adjustment on those tires. I talked to their uh, their main office in uh, Nashville, and uh, the person I spoke to said, yeah, we we can do an adjustment on that. Okay, the question then becomes, what's my out-of-pocket expense? Because here's the deal. You you bought the tires with the truck. Correct. So you don't really have a a stated figures. So they're going to take some measurements on the tread, and they're going to say, well, you've used 20% of the tire. So therefore, the tire itself is $200, and so we're going to give you a 20% discount, which is 40 bucks. And so you're going to owe us $160 for each tire, and you're going to say, why don't you go pound sand? Because that's not fair. But on the other hand, if they say, you know what, we're going to adjust from $80 a tire and give you a 20%, then we got 16 off of 80 we're at $74 a piece, and you might choose to do that. So you, the, the question is, is you don't really know what to do until you talk to them about the dollars and cents. Now let me tell you, as far as the LT tire is concerned, on the sticker on your door, 
it's going to give you a front axle weight and a rear axle weight. GVWR, that's gross vehicle weight. GF and GF, or R is rear. So you're going to look at front and back. Let's assume that the front axle and the back axle both have 4,000 pounds. That means each tire has to hold at least 1,000 pounds left and 1,000 pounds right. Does that math make sense to you? Yes. Okay. So your LT tires will handle that with no problem. I would try to stay with the same P-metric numbers, so 235, 75, 15. I try to stay with what your stock is. Yes, you can go to an LT truck. You're going to sacrifice ride and you're going to sacrifice comfort because the P-metric's a much softer tire. The LT's a little tougher. You're right on a four-wheel drive. The LT might prevent a sidewall cut more than the P-metric, but if you took the P-metric to its maximum inflation of 35, then you'd probably avoid some of those sidewall cuts because the tire would be stronger. But if you take the LT to its maximum inflation, which is 44, you're going to hate the ride on that truck. So those are the two things that you're going to have. Both of them are going to give you the same fuel economy. But um, and, I, was actually, was the I was actually Go considering ahead. going with a with a higher load rating tire. Um, the load rating on the on the P metric that's on the truck is I think a one twelve. I was thinking about going maybe up to a one sixteen, or maybe a, a D range, a D load range on these tires. Uh, I've, I understand I'm going to lose some ride quality and some and some fuel economy, but I do like the uh, the LT tires for the toughness factor that you pointed out. I've had some uh, some experience uh, in Arizona over the years, and usually four wheel drive usually means that you just break down farther from help. But uh, yeah. I wanted okay, to, well, I wanted to get a tougher tire, and I wanted to stay as close to the uh, original size as possible. They are a, they are a two fifty five seventy eighteen, which is kind of an oddball size. Uh, would I have any warranty problems if I went with a two sixty five seventy eighteen, which is a much more available tire, and you know across most? Somebody has to do the math because the, we need a height. A diameter or a circumference in order right. to determine what those two cars will avoid your warranty. If you change the tire dimensions, it's going to change the odometer, speedometer, and yes, that will create a problem for you. As okay. far as you you bumping up, you can't take a 4,000-pound axle, which is two 2,000-pound tires. My wife just reminded me. Two 2,000-pound axles. Right. You can't put three and a half or four thousand pound tires and expect that you're going to haul eight thousand pounds on an axle that was designed for four thousand pounds so that four thousand pounds is 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 an is a number written in this in concrete you can't change that so to step up in tires for the load range i don't think you're going to gain anything because that's not going to let you put a gooseneck behind that uh, toyota tundra I understand so, that, but my 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 concern was, given some of the places that 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 I tend to go with trucks, uh, my my concern was with the actual toughness of the tire rather than increasing. I'm not looking to increase towing capacity as much as I'm looking to increase toughness. Okay, well, let me ask you this question: How many tires have you cut in all your life? Um, off road, probably three or four. Okay. Do you hunt every year, season? I'm I'm out I'm out in the woods and out in the back country every year. Yeah, it's uh, okay. It's it's damned inconvenient, you know. And it's in, and I just in my experience, the tougher tires, uh, the LT tires, typically hold up better. But okay, 
I'm not going to agree with you on that because we we may and, and you know we're seeing 10,000 cars and trucks a year, and we may see one or two tires with the sidewall cut annually. You take those 10,000 cars and just say, let's say that they're all 10,000 miles a year. We're looking at a million miles, and yeah. so your maybe your luck is just that bad, or maybe you're actually testing the limits of the truck. I don't know the answer to that, but I just think that that. I think you can do whatever you want to do, but I wouldn't go to the LTs. I think once you get to the price of the LTs, that'll chase you away anyway. Um, that, wasn't and really you not a fa- okay. that really wasn't a factor. I mean, I, I'm looking at these tires, uh, you know, like I've got 11,000 on the current set, you know, and I'm thinking they're not going to last another t- more than another two or three before those checks get really objectionable. Um, okay. I, well, those are decisions that you can make. We've already hashed this out, and 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 I'm saying to you, I don't have a preference. I've given you my opinion, and I'm I'm saying to you, it's okay to do either one. The only thing I'm cautioning you about is is do the have the shop do the math so that the diameter, the circumference, or the or the um, and the diameter times pi, or the circumference, or the overall height of the tire is the same or close to the same. And otherwise, you you have a warranty issue because the the speedometer odometer is off. So I got to move on. Let's go to Nick. Nick, good morning to you. How can I help you today? Yeah, how you doing, Mark? I've got a 06 Chevy Colorado 2.8 engine, five speed. I got 575,000 miles on it, and I'm getting random misfire. Could it possibly be the uh, catalytic converter since it's the original catalytic converter? Absolutely not. Okay. A random misfire is is that when the computer and the crank sensor and the cam sensor are looking at the spin of the motor, that they see a lag in a power where we're misfiring one of the cylinders. The very first thing you do on your 2.8 liter is you. What cylinder is it at, real quick? It just it's just random misfire. It doesn't give a cylinder. Okay. All right. I got to take a break in 15 seconds. You stay right there, Bob. You're next. Um, we'll be back. I'm going to walk this up to the top of the hour, which is in 10 seconds, and then we're going to be back in about three minutes. And, Nick, I'm going to finish with you and Bob. You'll be second. And we've got open lines 602-508-0960. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Comfort Care Home Care, a premier provider of home care services, is a proud sponsor of the Aging in Arizona show on 960 The Patriot. If you or a loved one needs support at home, the experienced and compassionate caregivers of Comfort Care can provide a wide variety of companion and personal care services, including assistance with bathing, grooming, mobility, transportation, and meal preparation. They also provide services such as Alzheimer's care, medication reminders, and safety supervision for fall prevention. Comfort Care services are available throughout the greater Phoenix area and can assist you or your loved one for a few hours a week or 24 hours a day. Call today to learn how Comfort Care can support your family with the highest level of care. 602-438-1300. Again, that's 602-438-1300. Comfort Care Home Care. Supporting independence, dignity, and quality of life. So, Justin, I was playing that video game, Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog. He was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's, a uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Renee Salem is sitting here next to me, and I'm at your service, 602-508-0960. And like I promised, Nick, we're going to go right back to you. Nick, when somebody pulled the code on this, do you remember what the code was for the random misfire? Uh, 300. Okay. Um, I, I'm not, I, I can't answer your question exactly because I would have to plug a scanner in to see if it would give me more than that. A PO300 is typically a random misfire, but if it's PO301 or 2 or 3, it usually gives us a cylinder. Yeah. Do you have a distributor underneath the hood of that motor uh, or have you? Coil packs. On top of the spark plugs? Uh, well, I. What I did is I had a hose come off the back of the engine, and it was blowing oil all over the engine, and some of them got down into the spark plugs. 
so we changed the boots and the spark plugs on all four cylinders. Okay. And it seemed, okay, well, it seemed to, for about four days, it seemed to be that I drive like 370 miles a day. So it seemed to be when I ran premium gas in it all four days that the light would, you know, check engine light would stay off. Now, one thing I did notice, this engine only has 100,000 miles on it. I noticed, like, if I'm in fifth gear, um, kind of like 2,000 RPMs, and I want to put the pedal to the metal, you kind of get that noise where it's straining to pick up power. Well, is it a ping or not? No, just a louder engine-type noise, not a ping okay. or nothing. It's just kind of like if you were blowing... Um, Okay. Well, let me just save save us some some time here. Um, you've got a random misfire code. I don't care about the premium gas. That that doesn't help me. That doesn't that does that doesn't bring anything to the table to help solve the problem. You tell me that you've replaced the four boots and the spark plugs on the coil packs, which is a big problem. And do you have the check engine light now again or not? Uh, it's been off for like four days. Okay. Well, here's the here's what most people don't understand because we don't do a good job of explaining it. But it takes a while for the code to come on, and it takes a while for the code to go off. And folks will bring their car in with a code. Now we'll do our best to clear the code, but there's always cars that you can't clear the code, or there's cars that just won't let you clear the code. Or if this this random misfire, it's going to say, "Well, you can clear me, but I'm still going to watch the motor for the next two hours or whatever." But yeah. there's not instant gratification typically when it when you end up with a check engine light. So okay. the fact that it's been gone for four four days and it hasn't come back on, I think that's what you tried to accomplish. I think that's what you wanted to accomplish. As yeah. far as the noise at two thousand RPMs climbing out of fifth gear, um, I don't know how fast you're going, but two thousand RPMs you're not going you're not going really fast and and if you're lugging it, then you should downshift to bring that tachometer needle up to three, thirty-five hundred, or maybe even four grand. So I'm not well, quite sure that I would. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'd be going. I'd be going like sixty-five miles an hour at two thousand RPMs in fifth gear. Okay. So what's the red line on your two point eight liter? Uh, six thousand. Okay, so you're a long way from the red line. Oh yeah. So I I, I can't. I, I can't deal with, well, it, it's feeling like it's struggling because I, I don't know what that feels like. And if it's not a ping and you say it's laboring, but you didn't say it was missing or bucking, so I'm not really capable of, of coming to that conclusion. If all you've got is that and it's not pinging and you can go back to regular unleaded and the code doesn't come back, then I think you're okay. And I don't think there's any other symptoms for us to continue to do anything to your truck. If you want to, if you want to make it, and, and the catalytic converter has nothing to do with a random misfire, nothing whatsoever. It has a whole series of codes for itself, so it's not like you're not going to get a code for the cat because you are going to get a code for the cat. So, um, I think you won, and I think spark plugs and boots would have been the very first thing on my mind. So, good luck to you. Let's go to Bob. Bob, good morning to you. How can I help you? Keith, Keith, good morning. Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Oh, my pleasure. Hey, uh, 2006 Dodge Dakota, 130,000 miles on it. It's got the Magnum uh, engine in it. Just failed emissions on me. 
And I took it to my normal mechanic, and he said he cleaned out the two sensors, catalytic converters, or whatever. It was before this. It was showing a, a, I think it was a 420 code uh, error, so the engine light was on. So he, he took care of all that stuff. He said it should pass everything. The uh, but this is now the third time in about two years that he cleared an engine light for me for this type of thing, and the ABS and brake light came on afterwards. So what's the correlation there? Jesus. <laughs> You're having some crazy stuff Man. this morning. Did I hear you say that he replaced both O2 sensors and the cat? Um, it, it, in years past, yeah. So everything, he said he double-checked everything. Everything should be fine. He didn't want to spend more money fixing anything for me that he thinks he didn't need to. Now, he did say well, he let me just decipher that for you. He says he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what to do next. That's what he's telling you. <laughs> Okay. There's no excuse for that kind of talk. First of all, I, I haven't done two O2 sensors and the, and the catalytic converter on the sing, on a single car in probably all my life. Um, when when you get a code, the code tells you I see a problem in the state of Ohio, and you can't just drop the mother of all bombs on the state of Ohio and figure that that's going to be the problem or that's going to take care of it. You got to go in and find the city and the street and the address. So good technicians are going to look at the O2 sensors or the temperature sensors, and if the front temperature sensor says 180 and the back one says 180, then you go down there with a temperature gun to make sure they're telling you the truth, and if they're both at 180, then we're not lighting the cat. So then the next question is, is why aren't we lighting the cat? Then you look at the tailpipe, and you got CO coming out of there that might as well just be raw gas with a bunch of HC with it. So you go, oh, we're flooding the catalytic converter with lots of fuel, so Let's cut the fuel off underneath the hood and see if the cat will light. So you cut the fuel off underneath the hood. You take it out on the highway. After five minutes, you go back and, woo-wee, 560 degrees on the front and 700 on the back. Bingo. That's how it's supposed to work. With respect to your brake light and your ABS light, there is no relationship it, 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 back and forth. But here's the problem. You're trying to you're trying to cheat the system by clearing the light and then you're going and you're failing. They got your number this way. There's a monitor inside that computer and that monitor wants to see one or two drive cycles. Now, it wants to see this speed, this RPM, it wants to see a couple of cold starts, a couple of hot starts, it wants to see a hard acceleration, it wants to see so many minutes of idle and you have to go through this drive cycle to clear the monitor. So when you go down, you haven't done a drive cycle because it takes a week to do a drive cycle. So you went down, and the monitor hasn't been reset. They know that they think that you were right around the corner. You disconnected the negative cable. You cleared the code. You put the cable back on, and you pulled into the emission station. That doesn't work no more. You've got you to go through this drive cycle, and you've got to get the monitor to go back asleep and erase its memory. So you have to fix the problem. And I want to tell you something. I'm not, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Nope. There's a lot of people that have mobile mechanics. Well, let me tell you something. If they were good at their trade, they'd be working for me for $75,000 a year. They'd have Monday through Fridays. They'd have a 401K, and I'd pay their health insurance. Um, I've got guys in, in 37 years that have made well over $100,000. So if he was good... And if he had all the tools and the skills necessary to run his own shop out of the bed of his truck, why wouldn't he work for me for a heck of a lot more money than he's making on the street? 
So many of those do come and apply, but when you ask for ASC certifications or you give them a couple of hypotheticals, they don't do very well. And then we've determined that they basically are parts changers, and that really is, an, is something that disgusts me. So they don't last long, but not all of them. We've had a couple of successes, but most of them don't last long because they throw a part, oh, that didn't work, let's throw another part, oh, that didn't work. Meanwhile, the customer's out there thinking that we're going to fix it for a $125 checkout fee, and then all of a sudden the bill's 900 bucks. Now we've got to take all those parts back off and find the problem. So that's the issue. We have to take a break, but thank you very much. Keith, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. Patriot App Tip number 6. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot App News Feed. 
Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark Salem. Right now it's 47 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you about IMM Auto Service. They've been open since 1972. Why would you choose IMM Auto Service? I'll tell you why. No matter what you've got in your garage, they can handle. And I'll tell you why they're different than even I am. They handle Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. Most of those cars take specialty tools and specialty equipment to fix, diagnose, and repair right. So, And they're 1% cars. They only represent 1% of the cars on the road. However, there's still a lot of them out there. And no matter what you've got in your garage, Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Toyota, Honda, IMM can do service on those, but they really shine when it comes to the um, uh, particular cars that we talked about, which is Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles, Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. So IMM is in the northeast part of Tempe. They're just south of the 202, just west of the 101. IMM Imports. David's the owner. Let's go to the phones. Rick, good morning. How can I help you? How are you? I just thank uh, you for asking. First of all, thanks for your patience with us. I know you could probably be out fishing right now instead of dealing with us, but <laughs> Oh no, he does not fish. <laughs> I fish with me. dynamite. <laughs> there, there you go. I I have I have an O eight Hummer H two and okay. when I when I pull into like my sister's driveway, it's an incline and when I pull up and into the driveway I'm getting a really pretty good vibration out of the rear end it sounds like it's on the right hand side and i can't figure out what it is i took it to um the the shop that i usually go to and they they said it's kind of out of their league they're more of a mechanic you know engine type um shop well let me ask you some questions when you pull into this driveway are you in the middle of a right turn or a left turn right okay all right and and it doesn't happen at any other time other the upward incline of your sister's driveway. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, number one, I'm going to fix it for you for free. Just don't park in her driveway anymore. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the best advice. But, but and I'll, you know I'll what's tell you good what. about that, too? My in-laws are the same way with their driveway, so I don't have to go there either. <laughs> Oh, boy. Hey, calm down just a little bit here. <laughs> My goodness, we're talking about dynamite and fishing and all that I know. kind of stuff. Oh, the now, in-laws, now the dogs are Now going. the dogs are barking. Yeah. Okay, here's what I need you to do. I need you to, to come into their neighborhood and go clear to the other side of the street, and I want you to climb the, the upgrade and the incline straight ahead. Okay. So I want you to come and make a 90-degree turn and then drive up straight ahead. I need to know if that's happened, if it happens then. Okay. And then I want you to go to a, a flat area behind Bashes or Safeway on a Sunday morning, and I want you to do really tight turns on to the right and to the left in your Hummer. Okay. And I, and I want to know if there's any noise associated with that. I need you to learn how to make it happen every single time 
and I want you to explore other ways to make it happen so that you could still determine. Now, you may decide that it's got to be in first gear when I'm climbing the driveway because when I, I come to almost a stop and then I turn right, hard right, and I start the incline and actually my truck's going up at an angle at that particular point. So you need to learn how to make it. I can tell you that the symptoms that you describe only happening on a parking on an incline are nothing that would scare me if you decided that you and I were going to go to Las Vegas together uh -huh. and you wanted me to ride, ride in your Hummer. I wouldn't be scared. Okay. But the thing that this kind of a noise, you got to learn how to make it happen. And once you do that, then any good suspension guy's going to take a ride with you. Now, another thing you can do is, is if you have a shop and he says no, the question to him is, is, well, who's a good undercarriage guy? Who's a good suspension guy? Now, you know that most grocery stores have a dock behind them. Yes. And we have one that's not too far away from us, and we take cars over the dock all the time and either back them up the dock or drive them up the dock just for that kind of thing. So don't be afraid to use the dock behind the grocery store and maybe find one close to where you want. Now, what part of town do you live in? I live on uh, 59th and Bell, basically. Okay. 59th and Bell. Mike's Auto Tech. Well, yeah, he could Kurtz. go to Kurtz, yeah. yeah. But you're you're away from Kurtz. Kurtz is at um, uh, 19th. 19th and Bell. Yeah, I think. 19th uh, Avenue. That and would Bell. be fine. Yeah. That would be fine. Also, yeah. I don't I don't mind going. You know. Yeah. Call call Kurtz. He, he's got he, his service manager is a master tech, and and his shop um, lead tech Eric is a master tech. And here's here's how what you do. This works every time. You go in there and you say, I've got this noise, and I, I make a right turn, and I go up my sister's incline, and there's a noise at the back. And I'm told by everybody out there that no one's going to be able to find this noise. <laughs> the challenge. And, when you, and you might as well wave the red flag in front of the bull because it works on all of us with hairy chests and guys who, who think that they know it all. That works on all of us. So exactly. if you say that to Jeff, the service writer, or if Eric's at the front counter, I promise you that they're going to give it a, a, their best. So I, I'd go to Kurtz if I were you. Okay, and then, but first I'll try and get that noise down pat. And just... Yeah, yeah. just do a little bit, you know, is it, it is related to speed. Is it related to how tight you're turning? Now, your Hummer might have a limited slip rear end. And if you've had the differential service lately, maybe they didn't put the right fluid or they didn't put the additive in there. And when you get a GM positive traction and you make some hard turns on it, the tires will hop in the back, and that's because the clutches are locked up. The fixes do nothing more than add the additive to it, which eliminates the clutches from locking up and, and it allows a little bit of slip. So okay. if you've had any kind of differential fluid change, flush, or anything over the last year, that might be a place to start. Or maybe um, it, it's only got 60,000 miles on it, so maybe it hasn't been used enough. <laughs> I don't know. But, well, um, and, and you, you could be right, but here's the thing. That answer to that question won't get us to the next step. Once exactly. we figure this out and fix it, then we're going to be able to back up and say, well, Rick, this is all your fault. So okay. that's kind of how it works. All okay. right. Thank you very much, Rick. Hey. Thank you very much. And, Bob, you're up next. Thank you for calling back. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Hi, Rudy. You know, when you were Hi. talking about oil fill, and my son has a 2014 GMC with a 5.3 liter, and the owner's manual says with oil and filter, it takes eight and a half quarts. So when I yes, put sir. eight quarts in, 
to the top of the full on the dipstick. So what would you go by, the dipstick or the owner's manual? I'd go by the dipstick. The dipstick is metered between the full and the ad is one quart. And so I would fill it to the to the dipstick, make sure you do all that other silly stuff. I'm sure that it's on flat ground and you ran it for a little while to fill the oil filter up and all that kind of jazz. But yeah, I would go by the dipstick and I would go, now, do you, have you owned this vehicle since new or has he? Yeah, brand new. And okay. it's always... And the thing that bothered me, he had the free oil changes, you know, from the uh-huh. dealer, you know. And when he came back from the dealer oil changes, it was always up past the full mark. And I think they were putting eight and a half quarts in and it was over full. Well, that certainly would be something that you could call the service manager. And you're never going to get to talk to the service manager, but you can certainly leave him a message. And I think that that's a perfectly acceptable when we bring the... and and, and you might want to have your son do this because he's the owner of the truck. Sometimes service managers get a little, a little touchy. Touchy. Thank you for that word because <laughs> the one that was coming out of my mouth wasn't as nice as that one. Um, they get a little touchy because daddy calls or mommy calls or something like that. So it, it would be appropriate for your son to call and say, I'm a little bit confused because when you guys fill my oil up, my receipt says eight and a half quarts and it's always past the full mark. And because of it's under warranty, I would like you to check that to determine whether, A, the dipstick or the tube is, is not the right one, or, B, if it's something that we should back off a quart or a half a quart on. And then that yeah. way I can I can mark the filter appropriately. That's how we handle those kinds of things. We just write on the filter with a black magic marker for the next guy and say, this thing only holds eight quarts or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. I'm just going by eight quarts now. So... Have yeah, you seen that new yeah. Mobile so, One oil, that annual protection, where they say you can only you only have to change your oil once a year now? Yes, yes. There, but there's limitations. There's an asterisk there. It's either 12 months, or or it's either 10 or 12 thousand miles. And I think it's they extended it to 12. They say. Oh, they do say 20. Yeah, okay. and they give you a warranty on your engine. But I just thought of you because now you're going to have people putting that oil in, and they're not going to check their oil for a whole year. Well, that, that is, you're right, Bob, that is the problem. That is exactly the problem, and we're going to have people that pay a, a dear price for that. Um, I was under the impression that, that mobile extended, and I, obviously I'm wrong, because I had been taught that the mobile extended cover cars from twelve to 15,000 because some of them are calling for a fifteen. There's definitely a one-year mark on that oil. I know that to be factual, but that's going to create problems for people that, and I, I tell people, like I think most everybody tells folks, is every other time you get gas, you should pull the dipstick and take a look at it. And most people will get to it, but some of the newer model cars have an oil level sender in the pan that it'll tell you that it's low. Um, so anyway, Bob, thank you very much for calling. And when we come back, Renee, remind me to tell them about the Audi that we did. Okay. All right. And then I also want to tell you about Larry Harker's Auto. Bob at Larry Harker's Auto has been around since 1967, and he's one of the best diagnosticians I have ever met. He is certainly in a class all by himself. You can challenge him with the weirdest problem, and, I, and time after time after time, Bob has been able to find it and fix it. So no matter what you have, vehicle maintenance, or you got auto emissions, or you've got a check engine light, or whatever, Bob at Larry Harker's Auto will service and repair both foreign and domestic cars there at 38th Avenue and Indian School. No matter where you're at in the valley, 
if you want one of the best diagnosticians, then Bob at Larry Harker's Auto might very well be a drive that you have to take. Okay, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You're welcome to call. 602-508-0960. Sitting next to me is my wife, Renee. I'm sitting here in front of the computer screen. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.